Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode number 192 and a dog of the Course Grind Podcast. With you as always this evening, host creator Sean Rossler. How is everyone doing this evening? Well, here we go. I told you wheels back under the show, and while it's a bit longer than I wanted it to be, here we are. And as I sorted through feelings and vibes as to how I wanted to bring the show back, after losing my father, who I know is still listening, I shit you not, there was one person that I thought of. See, her mom and I connected after I had her on the first time, aka the first episode, and I even had the chance to play editor for a book about, I think it was Sea Lions, that the talented Charmaine penned. So again, it's only appropriate that she, who's been far kinder than her fame should permit to me, ushers me back into the fray, renewed and refreshed. And speaking of renewed and refreshed, that's a great way to describe tonight's guest as she's recently returned to her roots in Arizona, Santa Fe, and since her family moved to Santa Fe, that's New Mexico, by the way, not Arizona. New Me- so. Yeah, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> real close. Love it. She close. chirped in on the intro. I love it. A Santa Fe, and since her family moved, and if you're good at voices, you know who it is already, moved to Santa Fe in 1988. Our guest attended Alameda Junior High and Santa Fe High School. She went on to study international business at New Mexico State University Las Cruces, a turning point in her career options. While working part-time at a Las Cruces coffee shop, she realized what she really wanted to study was culinary arts. Upon graduating from Scottsdale Culinary Institute in 97, she began her career at Coyote Cafe, working the Guard Manger and Hot Apps. Then executive chef Jeff Drew saw promise in her skill and promoted her as his sous chef, sous chef, whatever, the first step of so very many. Top chef, pop parlor, sweet fin poke, hell, she even cooked for Stone Cold Steve Austin, the jealousy, oh God, the jealousy. She's not only one of the most commercially successful women-owned restaurateurs in Southern California, but one of the most amazing human beings who's ever been on this show, let alone three times. It's amazing how the world brings you what and who you need when you need them. And here we are. So I couldn't be more grateful personally. Let's cut the shit and get down to it, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. The true OG original guest of the Course Grind podcast with more culinary credits than I could ever possibly name, but I'll die trying. The Chef Dakota Weiss. What is going on, Chef? That, that was an insane intro. <laughs> I literally, listen, about a week and a half ago, I fell down eight steps. I have a bruise like you wouldn't believe on my ass. I bruised my rotator cuff, and I feel like that intro was me doing that to get back into doing intros like that. So there you go. That's what happens when you take time off, man. Death or no, you got to go with it. Um, How the hell have you been, lady? I'm good. Good, good, good. Good, and back to the roots. I can't believe, man, I mean... My, my my geography teacher is probably rolling over in his grave if he's dead, I assume. Arizona, New Mexico, we get it. Santa Fe, New Mexico, kids. That's where we're talking about. So we're going to get down to it uh, for the third time because Dakota really is that truly awesome. Folks new to the programs, folks with terrible short-term memories like yours truly, starters, mains, and afters. Starters, we're going to do a little bit of homework as to how the chef guest in question came to be where they are today. Mains, we'll talk about where they're at. And afters, we'll talk about a little bit more reverent stuff, a little bit more off the cuff, but no one's been severely injured in 191 episodes, so I don't foresee that happening this evening. So, short format tonight, because, listen, if you want to go back, you want to listen, go back to episode one. Go back to episode, oh, God, I think it was around 160 or something, and now here yeah, we are again. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago, um, but here we are, 192 for the third time. So, 
Chef Dakota Weiss, I'm going to kind of press the fast forward button a little bit, but still ask you the good questions. Tell us all about where and what you grew up eating. Where and, okay, so I grew up. Not in, in Santa Fe, Southern Arizona, Cal- in case anyone's going to be no. critical of me now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I grew up in Southern California yep. um, in the high desert, which is basically hell. <laughs> it's, it's hot, dry, and windy. It's like you see in the movies where they've got the tumbleweeds that like roll across the ground and, this, and the roads in the middle of nowhere. That's where we grew up. Um, but my mom was like a super hippie and she made all of our food from scratch. Um, we had, she had a farm, we had goats, we had chickens, um, we drank fresh goat's milk, she made fresh pureed spinach, and who knows what else she was cooking back there, but, um, yeah, that's kind of where I grew up, and, uh, my mom was definitely a health nut when we were younger, so we ate very healthy, and, you know, dessert was... Here, have some dates. <laughs> oh, man, listen, man. I got. I was. I was a dork that showed up to like campouts, and they said, "All right, roster, bring a dessert." And my mom would get me grapes. I'm like, well, "Are you kidding me? No, Don't do that no. to me." No, that's. I, Where I, I, are the Twinkies? Where is the s'mores? Uh, dude, I cannot tell you. The first time I tasted any kind of processed sweet like that, I cannot tell you because my mom before it was cool, and I think you and I kind of waxed that same. Like th- th- that same image before it was cool. She was in the health food and it was like, yeah. okay, cool. Oh, you want to snack? Get an apple. Like, what the hell? Where's my lucky charm? Yeah, yeah, totally. I would, it was so, I, and I have a severe sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. And so I would get to the point where like I would start going through the vitamin cabinets and looking for like the Flintstone no! vitamins just because <laughs> I wanted something chewy and sweet. <laughs> That's, I all right. and literally eat an entire bottle of Flintstones oh, sh- vitamins. All right, listen, if we're throwing ourselves on the mercy of the high court, and I think in, in three episodes, I've never brought this up before, but if you're going to say that, listen, you're chowing vitamins, that's pretty low. I'm going to take it a step lower. I knew where the powdered sugar was. I knew where the butter was. I knew how to make a buttercream frosting. This is when I was in fourth grade because... I woke up and was watching food programming on like PBS. So I knew how to make it and I always wanted frosting. I remember that was a dream of mine. I'm going to have a tub of frosting in my refrigerator one day. What the fuck? Like really? And so that, that, that was my thing. And finally, I forget if it was my mom or dad. They're like, Oh, we noticed the powdered sugar was a little low. Like who's watching that? Really? Man. I speaking of frosting, today I made a cake and I made this brown butter oh. lime oh. frosting. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Oh my god. I, and I that pretty much was breakfast. Brown butter anything, like you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Agreed. Full story. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so obviously we kind of figured out <laughs> we figured out what kind of eater the both of us were growing up, but we get it. Um <laughs> what 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 was something mom made? that you look back on and you go, God damn, I wish I could have that again. Oh, her roasted chicken. Yeah. Hands down, the most amazing, juicy, tender, crispy skin chicken you could ever, ever, ever imagine. And she always made mashed potatoes from scratch Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. versus my grandma, you know, who did everything out of a box. Also good. Um, I can't, I can't, you know, 
I, lo- I do love me a good box mashed potato every once in a while. Yeah, I um, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with getting a Manhattan in the dive bar and then getting it, you know, poured in the three Michelin star restaurant. <laughs> yeah. They're both Manhattan's. They're both good. Yep. Um, yeah, her roasted chicken, just the best. Mm. And I, I've literally watched her do it from start to finish and I still cannot, cannot do it as good as she I does. was just going to ask you because the, the not so much the chicken but the mashed potatoes were my mom's wheelhouse and she did mm-hmm. shit with the mashed potatoes L- listen I'm throwing borson I'm throwing heavy cream in I cannot recreate what this woman did with skim milk and like salt and pepper it is skim the most milk. skim milk what, the, what? <laughs> again the health food thing like we couldn't oh god yeah. forbid you had an ounce of fat in your milk what the hell Oh my wow. god! Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. I think there's something to that. That like, you can never quite live up to that. Um, yeah. But that roasted chicken, God, it, it's it again. It goes back to simplicity, right? Simplicity being the key to it. Like, don't yeah. make things complicated. Roasted chicken is hard to master. It really is, and I would say her second, her second best thing is her brisket. She always just oh. made a killer brisket. Good lord. Good lord. Yeah, just tons of garlic and onions and oh god, it was just delicious. That is crazy. So, I mean, I I think again, for the sake of the record, it's safe to say that mom was the culinary lightning rod as it were for Yeah. You. She definitely she loved to cook and, you know, she she just she had fun with it, honestly, and, you know, for the most part, everything she cooked, she did grow herself. Um, maybe the stint when, you know, we were in junior high and high school, not so much. But, yeah, yeah. you know, when she moved, oh gosh, my candle just broke. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what is that glass snapping? I love it. See, um, she's, she's reaching out. She's like, hey. Right? She's like, damn right, I cooked from scratch. That's right. You better recognize. <laughs> what do you mean, junior high, I didn't? <laughs> well, I mean, she, she and my dad were so busy, like, running their businesses, you know, trying to keep the family afloat. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, when she, when we lived in California, mostly she did everything, you know, huge gardens. When they lived up in Dixon on the apple farm, she had probably the biggest garden ever. And I mean, literally just everything from scratch and just, you know, from the garden. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. And, and- I can't, I can't keep a fern alive like <laughs> i have a black thumb like anybody gives me flowers or a plant it's gonna die within a week it's like I, they, I over- they hand you a bouquet of roses and they just <laughs> yeah like i overwater i underwater i over sun i under sun like i just i just can't handle plants oh that's crazy that's crazy. i tried growing peppers which are supposedly very easy Last year when we moved here to Santa Fe and they all died, every single one of them. I I, I got lucky. And again, it's, you know, Pennsylvania versus New Mexico, not Arizona. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I have I have two raised boxes, uh, four by eights, and um, the peppers do well, but they don't take off quick either. Like I've seen people posting after two weeks, like, look at these full grown peppers. And my cayennes are like. I'm still tiny. Okay, thanks. Yeah, like, I, I tried this uh, golden cayenne, which I just thought sounded so cool. Mm, they, mm-hmm. they never turned golden. <laughs> they <laughs> went from green to dead in like two days. <laughs> oh, my God. 
See, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it it's so funny how you know with with like my mom, for example, it was the mashed potatoes. Your mom is the gardening, and like I can't. I always have lumps. You're killing things. Like nothing, nothing is a shoe in. Nothing is a shoe in. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, I, I have to take a moment again, you know, because it's, 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 it's been a hot minute um, since we talked on air. And I have to tell you, what a joy that Sea Lion book. And I don't remember the name of it. If you have it, I'd love to like feature it on the page. It's like, it's like Osa. Yeah, it was some, something, it was some like something. Yeah, some name the Sea or something like that. But I just remember her being so sweet, you know, because I reached out to her after she friended me. And I'm like, your daughter's awesome. She's a rock star, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I know. I'm like, okay, you're awesome. <laughs> By default, My you kick ass. Was, was <laughs> she Bless killed. <laughs> and and I forget how we even got on the topic of like writing and copy editing. She's like, oh, I think maybe I mentioned something that I was a teacher. And she's like, oh, well, you were an English teacher. Did oh, you look at this for yeah. me? I'm like. Hell yes, I'll look at it for you. And it was just so sweet. So sweet. So incredibly sweet. Um, so there, I, I just had a gush for if, if but for a minute, um, uh, about her. And now knowing that she had a garlicky brisket, like Christ, what is not to love yeah. about the woman? Um, yeah. <laughs> so like now we know what brought you forward. Like we talked about it in the intro. Folks, if you want to know, go back, listen to the, the discography, if you will, the previous two episodes, you find out everything you need to know about how Chef got from point A to point current day. Um, you know, by way of, you know, Top Chef Season 7 didn't hurt. That's how I discovered her. But again, there's so much more to it. Go back and listen to it. So today, looking at your your current landscape, and this is kind of what brought, like, you back into my purview, You you have not only one thing going on, but you have two things going on. And I want to kind of focus on those. We have um, Coyote Cafe and Cantina, which is just exquisite. I mean, if if I had no other reason to go to New Mexico, that would be it. <laughs> and now we have this uh, emerging pop-up concept, Catch Santa Fe. So let me start with just talking about how you got to Coyote Cafe and Cantina, which we know from the intro. It's kind of where you started, but what brought you back? Yeah, super cool uh, kind of full circle story. Um so Coyote Cafe has been around, I think, 34 years. Yeah. Uh, Mark Miller is the, the opening chef, um, and he was kind of a pioneer uh, in his day. Uh, he's the, one of the first chefs to ever build an open kitchen. So the, the, the front line is completely open to the restaurant. It's kind of fun, and you can sit at the chef's counter, which is, you know, it's a show in itself. Um, but just living here in Santa Fe, you know, everybody – always talked about Coyote Cafe and my mom and dad would take us there and it was just such a cool concept and fun and fresh and new. Um, so I always had this little bit of affinity for it. So mm -hmm. once I went to culinary school, I'm like, I absolutely have to go back to Coyote Cafe because, you know, it's such a great place. Um, loved it. Many, many, many years later, 25 plus years later, um, in Los Angeles, I was sitting I, my boyfriend and I kind of were just spinning our wheels. I feel like this is a very Los Angeles thing. You spin your wheels a lot. Like, no matter how successful you are, no matter how much money you make, no matter how many restaurants you own, no matter you drive a Prius or a Datsun, you know, like, it's <laughs> yeah. just a hard city to get ahead. Yeah. 
Um, well, and and, and, and and if I can hit pause for just a second, folks, for Los Angeles, I think we're going back to the Sweet Fin Poke days. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which, which yeah. she's being really humble here when Glenn from The Walking Dead rolled in. I remember this. This has stuck with me for years now. Um, <laughs> it, it's probably not years at this point, but anyway, I thought that was so cool. So you're spinning your wheels after Glenn from The Walking Dead comes in. Go on. <laughs> he did. That's right. He did. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a rough city. And I feel like at a certain point, you just kind of almost grow out of it. And, you know, my mom was really sick with cancer and I was not feeling great about being away from her. And then the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, though, Sweet Finn is thriving during the pandemic, like, because we're, we're fast casual. So our food's made to go. And we opened up two stores during the pandemic, which was insane. That's crazy. I know. Um, but I also got diagnosed with breast cancer. In, in, uh, gosh, what was that? April 2021. So more towards the end of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I think I just sat down one day with my boyfriend. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm tired of being here. Are you tired of being here? And he's like, yep. And so we kind of were looking around at other, like, small towns. You know, Napa would have been really awesome. We were looking up in, like, Portland, Oregon area. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a small town, but. Right, right. Um, right. and, Oddly enough, the owner of Coyote Cafe, who, when I was working Garmage, he was a busser. Mm-hmm. And he worked his way up from being a busser to now owning the restaurant. Like, he never left. He's Holy been there shit. that many years. That's yeah. awesome. And, and we've always remained really good friends because, you know, it's just, you, you know, you grow up with someone in the restaurant. <laughs> hey, boss, who's Um... He called me up one day and he's like, hey, uh, my chef is going to open up his new restaurant and I really need a chef. Do you know of anybody? And I was like, gosh, I don't know anybody that's going to want to move to Santa Fe because it's a weird city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and plus, most people are like, New Mexico, do you need a passport to get there? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. And I and I ran it through my boyfriend. We kind of sat and talked about it. He's like, why don't you? offer you know yourself for the job and I was like gosh oh, yeah. why not okay so I said hey what about me and he's like oh my gosh I didn't think that was an option you know you own restaurants in LA why the hell would you want to move to Santa Fe mm-hmm. um I was like well I'm just tired and I got cancer and I don't want to be here anymore <laughs> I want to be close to my family and wah 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 um and so I flew out did a tasting and he brought back even though Mark Miller doesn't own the restaurant anymore they're still really close friends he, I did a tasting for him, his wife, and Mark Miller. And if you've ever met Mark Miller, man, that guy can talk. Holy <laughs> cow. And he is just like an encyclopedia. And he holds 15 different conversations at the same time. I love it. Um, and he, he, you know, he's, 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 he's wild. Um, so he had a lot to say, but he, he had more good things to say than bad things. I love it. And he's very critical on chef. Incredibly critical. Awesome. All right. Awesome, awesome. Back outside while the dogs kind of freak out. Um, and he overall loved it. You know, he remembered me from, you know, the years past working for him. That's awesome. Uh, so I got the job and we moved here. <laughs> That's so cool. So, so, yeah. And, and, and timeline wise, when was that that you moved back to Coyote Cafe to, so, to Santa Fe? It, it was kind of wild. Okay. So I got diagnosed with breast cancer in April. I had a mastectomy May 11th, 
2021, and I moved to Santa Fe May 27th, 2021. Holy <laughs> shit, that's a timeline started, and a half. And, and, and Started the job June 1st. <laughs> oh my god, and I mean, seriously, and I know like social-wise, and I texted you and everything like that, man. I couldn't be more pr- like like I was beaming watching you kick cancer's ass like it was so amazing. You're you're just a warrior. You are a warrior. Oh, and then to go into this and do this, like look at you. It, it's it's amazing. And then to think that now, you know, you're 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 almost a year in. No, you are a year in to Coyote. Yeah. And yeah. Holy shit! I mean, that is. You, for, forget Glenn from The Walking Dead, all right? There you go. Leave him under the dumpster. Dakota from the, like, from Coyote Cafe is a bigger hero than that right now. So, so we have Coyote Cantina and Cafe. Yep. Then, yeah. there's this Catch Santa Fe thing. Well, okay, yeah. So, we knew moving here, like, Rich Rich and I met at, at Sweetfin. He ran my uh, Venice location. Okay. Um, and he, he made it from a very non-profitable restaurant to a very profitable restaurant. So he's really good at business and, and labor and numbers and ordering. Like he just has mastered the, the restaurant business side of it. Um, so we, we knew that there wasn't anything like poke here. I mean, obviously it's a landlocked state. People are like, can't have fresh fish in Santa Fe. What are you doing? I'm like, hello, mm-hmm. hello, welcome, FedEx. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so we knew it was something that we wanted to do, and uh, it's kind of been on the back burner while we, when we first moved here. But then we kind of sped it up a little bit, and I mean, it's only been going for two months, and, and well, just barely two months. Maybe I'd say more a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just it's crushing it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, like, you move to that landlocked area that doesn't have Poke. Poke as a concept, I cannot say this enough. And honestly, I blame you for my newfound obsession with it. I always (laughs) liked it. I always liked it. But now we, even here in Pennsylvania, which, by the way, is a landlocked state, um, we adore it. Like, we adore making it. Having Poke night is pretty much like having sushi night. Same concept, little different delivery. it's just amazing. So how, uh, obviously it's successful. How successful has it been? Uh, well, I mean, it's new. It's only been around a month and a half, but sure. we've had several articles already done on it, which have mm-hmm. been great. Um, Among those folks, if you're looking, SantaFeNewMexican.com, um, the ABQJournal.com, two really awesome articles uh, um, uh, on yeah. the place, on the pop-up. Yep. Yeah, and, and already uh, location two and three are in the works. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So not not in Santa Fe though. Not in Santa Fe. And that's the yeah, you know, Santa Fe will will have one and then the other two will be in different parts of New Mexico. <laughs> look at how elusive she's been. She's like different parts of New Mexico. She's got the Doctor Evil pinky up to her mouth when she said that. <laughs> Um, no, I bet a glass of red wine up to my mouth. All right, there you go. That's even better. That's even better. Which you were on a bottle of red wine. I I, I don't mean to throw it yeah. in the wayback machine. That was that's going back though, like seven eight years. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Probably longer. Yeah, as soon as you said red wine, I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen you on a bottle of red wine before. Um, so with Coyote Cantina and Cafe, Catch Santa Fe, um. 
if we hit the fast forward button, let's play pretend for a minute, and we go out five years from now, where does Chef Dakota and said boyfriend see themselves? Uh, well, hopefully married by then. <laughs> oh, listen to that. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure, Rich. <laughs> yeah. He's outside playing with the dogs. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. That's my fault. I asked it. Um. Yeah, I, I would say uh, my ideal situation is to remain at Coyote because it, it has been really fun getting back into fun dining. Like, the amount of creativity that I'm allowed to have there is, is just amazing and and the guests love it if you look at if you go into open table and look at the reviews for Kyrie, it's like everything is like oh my gosh it's so creative oh my gosh it's so creative i'm like oh my gosh thank you you understand me yeah 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 and i mean that's the, that's not necessarily something that universally and, and i really think the pandemic brought that about it's like oh creativity no i want my standard issue shit like oh come yeah. on bend a little bit yeah, yeah. Yep. And you know, there there are some things at Coyote Cafe, because it is an iconic, very well established restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. it, there are some, there are two, uh, sorry, four dishes that have been there for years and I'm not allowed oh. to touch and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but the rest of the menu has been full carte blanche, which has been really great. So ideally, I would like to step into more of a consulting, not so much, because that restaurant is flipping busy like yeah. the 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 fine dining restaurant on an average night is about we'll you know crank out 120 140 reservations on a busy night to 220 okay and then we've got the cantina upstairs which is more like tacos and enchiladas and stuff like that yeah. ceviches uh i mean that place is cranking out like anywhere between 600 to a thousand covers a day holy shit i mean i mean that's kind of like the holy the, shit yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean that's that's a differential between like say french laundry and a bouchon you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah for sure and i'm I'm looking at the menu right now for coyote cafe folks if you're interested coyotecafe.com menus i'm gonna imagine the muscles pozole is hands off oh my gosh so it's i i at my restaurant in Estrella, and it was my ode to Santa Fe. Uh -huh. Um, and it, it people didn't really understand it, right? In Los Angeles, they're like, "What's well, postal wood?" Um, so I, I knew immediately when I got to Coyote that I had to put that dish on the menu because it, you know, pozole is is such a deep rooted New Mexican dish. I love it. I love um, it. and and then you know, but normally it's with pork and green chili. Mm -hmm. I'm changing it to use mussels and chipotle and a shit ton of butter and white wine. Oh. Um, it's it is just there has never been one person to ever say, "Oh my gosh, this is mediocre." It's literally people are licking the bowl. It's I love so it. Delicious. I freaking love and it. it. And it it cracks me up. Even Mark Miller came in about um uh, maybe like four or five months after I I I put it on the menu. He's like, Dakota, Dakota, you cannot put mussels on the menu in Santa Fe. You cannot serve mussels in Santa Fe. And I was like, Mark. Bro. Trust the process, I'm sorry. bro. Chef, chef, I'm sorry, chef. It's yeah. fine. Like we get them FedEx three times a week. Like, I love it. These muscles are fresh and delicious and it's he's he's but he has that like old school mentality of yeah, you can't fresh fish in Santa Fe is just not a thing and I'm like, it totally is a thing. Yeah, you gotta it's roll with it. A thing. Yeah, you gotta you gotta roll with it a little bit. Yeah, Pasoli you know, even here in, in, in PA, I, I have to tell you, my oldest, who's 
14 now, he'd be mortified knowing that I'm saying this on the air, and yet here I am! Um, <laughs> probably about six years ago when we first made Pozole, and he loved it. It was, you know, tomatillos, hominy, uh, yeah. white, flaky white fish, and, um, you know, of just oh, you a did big... it with fish. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. We did it with a white fish. Uh, as opposed... I think maybe we did it with shrimp first, scallop second, white fish third, something like that. But we were playing around with the protein and the white fish. He just, he loved it because he's always been a kid of the sea. He always loves it. His birthday party, he's like, I don't want pizza. I want a seafood fest. I'm like, holy shit, kid. Oh my God, my nephew too. I did a crab boil for his graduation. Oh my God, delicious. <laughs> But, um, in Santa Fe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I gotta tell you, when he was eight, we heard this rattling in the pantry once, and we go out, and there he is with a can opener and a can of hominy, and he's eating hominy straight from the can. Like, what are I you doing? What are oh you doing? God, That's like dad at two in the morning with a bag of shredded cheese <laughs> taking a couple mouthfuls. So, anyway, anyway, I digress. This menu is something to be, Jesus, admire. And I love it too because. It's not your straight up proteins. You've got grilled quail, uh, telecherry, peppered elk, tenderloin. Um, God almighty. Oh, and, and a bronzino. How does Chef feel about the, the bronzino on the menu, too? Well, it's, it's funny. So that bronzino dish is one of the dishes I did my audition with, you know, my tasting with, oh. with Mark and Quinn and his wife, Nicole. Mm -hmm. and, and there's nothing Southwestern about it, right? It's 100% straight up Asian. Sure. Mostly, mostly Thai. Um, and it was the one dish that Mark Miller said, this dish is perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. Oh, was like, oh my what? God. Yeah. Walk away. Walk <laughs> yeah. away. Don't even say another word. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Man. Like I said, he's got a lot to say about everything. <laughs> so, so, so you stay with Coyote five years from now. Yeah. Um, David Coyote. Um, build catch, you know, to not, not that many locations, but I think maybe if we could do five, five, mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm looking at Rich, five, oh. <laughs> hi Rich, he said 30, he said 32, I was <laughs> like, hey Rich, sorry about the marriage thing, my bad, <laughs> I keep bugging him about it, don't worry, oh, good, 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 uh, so um, yeah, I think yeah. like maybe, you know, hitting Denver would be great. Hitting Phoenix would be amazing. Uh, Flagstaff, I think we could crush it in Flagstaff. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I, I looked at the Coyote menu and I thought, like, that's such a Colorado menu, too. Like, it would totally yeah. fly up there. Um, yeah, you know, 100%. Boulder, Flagstaff, what have you. But who am I to say but a humble podcast host interviewing an absolute rock star? Um, let's talk a little bit more about afters. We know what the five-year plan is now, and it sounds incredible, and I'm sure you'll not only achieve it, but surpass. Let's do two of the afters questions. I'm going to get real picky here. Um, let me go back to music, because I know sometimes a relationship and life changes music. So if you and I are cooking in the kitchen together, and you've got control over Pandora or Amazon Music or whatever, you're the DJ, what are we listening to as we prep? Man, you know who I've been absolutely drooling over lately is two people okay. and they're the, the one is not my normal 
go to. Um, at, but lately, like I've been really into Harry Styles. <laughs> I love me some Harry Styles. Not gonna lie, he's and I know like everyone listening great. who knows me like, is like, he what? He's great. Good. So I would say Harry Styles, but I'm really, really digging uh, Maniskin. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yes. Like we, my Rich and I listened to them on. Maybe SNL or I don't know some show we watched and immediately what the voice there you they go were on yep the voice. yep 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 and True. immediately both of us are googling them like who the fuck are these guys exactly oh my gosh like amazing yeah amazing there's not one song of theirs that I don't love it's it it really is remarkable that that was oh I don't I mean we were in our old house so it would have been pre 2011 when I first heard Mumford and Sons on the Grammys. Like, my shit stopped. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Music is doing what? You can do what? <laughs> and, like, instantly I bought everything they, you know, they ever did. Same thing with them. I think they're that remarkable. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They're, they're really fun. They're punky. They're sexy. They're rocky. Like, yeah. they've got a really cool thing going on. They have a whole air about them, and you can't necessarily put one finger on them. you got to have at least yeah. a hand. Full hand. Yeah, definitely. Full hand for that. Definitely. Um, let's, you know what? Let's do this. I'm going to jump right down to the final because you're just that awesome. Food to you in a single word. Passion. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I mean, I just, I, yeah, that's the first word that comes, first descriptor that would come to my head. That's what we want. We want that kind of like associate, that instant association, you know, the Rorschach ink blot. That's what we're doing with that. Passion for sure. Passion, I love it. But now I want to change it to obsession. <laughs> Good. Passionate obsession. I'm going to give you the first ever two word passionate obsession. It sounds like a Calvin Klein perfume or cologne, but that's fine. That well, works it's true. too. Like, like when I have my days off, I'm, I literally am like, what am I going to eat today? What yeah. are all the different things I'm going to eat today? And some days it might be Taco Bell and some days it might be a, a James Beard award-winning chef, you know, Martine or, or someone, you know, like, I, I love it all. <laughs> love it. Well, I mean, and, and and that's what it is. Whether you're talking about gardening with your mom, whether you're talking about making mashed potatoes, or whether you're talking about the next three Michelin star meal you're going to have, like, it's it's all about what we're taking from the plate to the mouth and enjoying. And I mean, I, I have to say, again, out of sheer and utter gratitude at a time where I really needed somebody to pick me up a little bit, uh, that's on you. And I really appreciate our friendship. I really appreciate everything you're doing in the community. And I cannot wait to see you kick more ass than you have, if that's even possible. So thanks so much for being on again tonight, Dakota. Thank you. Of course. Of course. If you want to see more of Chef Dakota Weiss from Season 7 of Top Chef fame... Be sure to check her out with the pop-ups that are going to turn brick and mortar real damn quick with Catch Santa Fe, as well as Coyote Cafe and Cantina, coyotecafe.com, 123 West Water Street, Santa Fe, New Mexico, not Arizona, 87501, 505-983-1615 for reservations. Check them out on Facebook and Insta. Just so many awesome things happening. Check them out if you're down there in the Southwest. You're going to want to eat there. I'm looking at this plate of mussels and toast, and I'm, like, salivating. So I got to wrap it up here. So, again, Dakota, thank you so much. 
Thank you. Absolutely. Our producer, as always this evening, has been the lovely, voluptuous Johnny Leland Robinson, a.k.a. the Reverend Johnny Lamoria. Be sure to check out all his libertarian pirate party happenings in the 18431. Our next episode will be number 193. You won't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Oh,